You are listening to Caring Connected Conversations, and I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. I'm Angie, your other host. Each week, Sid and I will carry on conversations about physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. We will share our personal experiences and thoughts in a raw and inviting way. We hope to inspire you on your personal growth journey as we share tips, wisdom, and guidance around self-healing, self-growth, and most importantly, self-love. We want to connect on a deeper level, and what better way than through conversation. We hope this opens new doors for you to connect to the people in your life by carrying on our conversations. Now, let's get connected. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. I feel like I say this every week, but I'm so excited to be here this week to have this conversation, to dive right in. I'm really excited because we're talking about something that I know a little bit about. I'm starting to learn more about, uh, but Ange has recently learned a lot more about. And the exciting thing about this topic, whoa, I just said about a lot. (laughs) The exciting thing is really how we can support ourselves best in life, how we can learn more about ourselves in life and and show up as our best selves. So without further ado, and how's it going? Hey, 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 it is going so, so well. And I am just so excited like you are. And yes, like every other episode, but I think even more so today, because we are going to talk everything in and around human design and body graphs. So for those of you listening and you're like, what the heck is that? If you're not driving or if you are, pull over, but pull up your phone and quickly search in human, what does human design mean in Google? And it will literally give you a full explanation that all it is about is how Sydney said it. It's just to better understand you. So that way you can live your best life. You know what feels good to you. You know what doesn't feel good to you. And you can really tap into those energies, I want to say, so that way you can ultimately literally live your best life. So before we get any further into it, I need you guys to understand that I am still learning like so much. Okay. So, so much. Now, everything that I'm about to share with you guys is something that I've learned through my own research, and I've also had my human design read, okay? So this is how I really understand myself as an individual, and of course, some of you guys listening, you will absolutely relate to this because everybody does have a body graph because it is your human design. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get right into it. So how do you figure out what your human design is? How do you figure out what this body graph is? Well, if you know the exact place you were born and the exact time you were born, I'm sure everybody knows their birthday, so that's that's a given. But with all those three pieces of information, so your birth date, the time of birth, and your birthplace, it will basically formulate your body graph. So when you were born into this world, you were born with a body graph. That is your human design, okay? So from that, there are four different types. This is meaning for every single person on the planet here, okay? There are four different types. There is a projector, there is a reflector, there is a manifesting generator, and there is also a generator, okay? Myself, I'm a manifesting generator, and Sydney, if I'm correct, you are a generator? 
Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So Cindy and I are similar, but we're not perfectly the same. Now, if let's say Cindy and I were both manifesting generators, that does not mean that how we function as individuals are going to be the same. It just means that we have similar traits and similar aspects. Okay. So if you guys are visual, which I'm hoping you are, cause I definitely am on this body graph. I want you guys to picture like just a body from the waist up. Okay. There's no arms. It's just like this triangle of a body with a head. Okay. A circle on yeah. a head and a little triangle within the circle of your head. There are two little triangles. And then within your body graph on that little triangle from just your waist up to your neck, there's a bunch of other squares and diamonds and triangles. Okay. So that is what your human, sorry, that is what your body graph or your body chart looks like. Okay. What does this mean now for like us as individuals? Well, it's to understand this graph. So when you look at your body graph, you want to see what squares, what triangles, what diamonds are colored in and what ones are completely white. Okay. The reason why you want to know this is because when they are colored in, so when like they, if they literally have a color, whether it's brown, whether it's red, whether it's, um, yellow, uh, green, like there's a whole bunch of different colors, but depending on if it literally is colored in, that means you have a defined center, whatever that center is. Okay. If it is white, that means it's undefined. You might also hear the term open and closed. Open and undefined are the same thing as closed is to defined. It just means that it's for sure an energy source for you, okay? So when you're looking on your, on your graph now, you can see what centers have definite, Angie, um, I almost said Angie, <laughs> have definite, <laughs> I'm just so excited, have definite energy, and then the centers that are completely open or undefined, those are energy centers that you gather the energy from other people so that way you can formulate your own in relation to that specific center. Okay. So hopefully that is making sense. How are you feeling on all of this so far, Sid? Yeah, that makes sense. I think maybe for people who have never seen it or heard of human design before, it can be a bit confusing. So I just quickly pulled up something on Google that gives us a little bit more of a, a short, concise definition. And so it says human design shows you where and how to access your body's consciousness as a decision making tool and ultimately how to live as your true self. So that's why we're talking about human design today, because Ange and I have learned a little bit more on how our body's consciousness can help us to make decisions in life and to live as our true selves. So I highly suggest all you people listening, if this interests you, remember it's a combination of spirituality and science. So if it's interesting to you to learn a little bit more, as I said at the intro, to support yourself in life, I highly suggest you to check it out. You can totally look it up for free to learn a little bit more. But yeah, Angie and I are gonna dive in a little bit more to, um, her body graph, my body graph, what we've learned from it and how we are moving forward in our lives to best support ourselves with the information from our human design. Love it. Love it. Thanks for pulling that up. Like I said, you know, pull over so you can find out that definition of what human yes. design is. So yeah, I'm glad that you were able to pull that up while I was chit chatting to give you a good uh, basis understanding Overview. of like mm -hmm. the, the graph itself. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. So 
Now let's totally, like you said, get into my human design. And then of course yours in just a sec, or actually I've been talking for a little bit. Do you want to just share maybe what you've learned so far? Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll dive in and share a little bit of what I've learned. Like I said, I have not had my body graph read, so I'm just learning through different videos and uh, teachings and stuff like that. But it's crazy how much I've learned and how much I can support myself moving forward. So, and if you have anything that you've learned about me or can, and can supply any more information, please jump in and let me know. But basically, as Ange said, I am a generator, which I found out is 35% of the population. So that's really interesting. Uh, generators, their center of creative life force. That was really interesting to me because I always have so many creative ideas that are flowing through my body. And it's a, an action Porsche, sorry, an action portion of the collective. So uh, out of society, out of the community, people who are generators tend to act on their creativity. Now, they, I also learned that as a generator, I am here to create things, right? That, that, that creative life force. So I'm here to create things to grow, evolve, and expand everyone else. That really resonated with me because when I am digging into my creative ideas and I'm taking action on them, the uh, intention behind these ideas and the intention behind me sharing my creativity really is to help other people, to help other people evolve, to help myself evolve and to expand us as a collective. So I really loved uh, hearing that and learning that that's part of generators. So we're really here to build, create, and follow what lights us up. I also learned that um, messy action works, which, whew, man, that really resonated with me because I am not a planner. I'm not like, let me get all my ducks in a row and then I'll take action. I'm like, I have an idea. Let's go full steam ahead. I have no idea how this is going to turn out and I'll Love gain a little it. bit more information as I go. So the fact that that's part of my human design, I was like, ding, 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 ding. That totally makes sense. And now that I understand that I can honor myself in that sense, right? Rather than after taking the messy action and then more lessons popping up and maybe it being more difficult and then being frustrated with myself. Like, why didn't I plan it? Why couldn't I have gotten all my ducks in a row? Now I know that this is part of my conscious being. And in order to support myself moving forward, I can say, no, this is how I work best is through this idea of messy action. And so I'm glad that I just started moving forward. And as I gather more pieces the, to the puzzle, I can create an even bigger idea of how I can continue to move forward. So I really enjoyed learning that about myself. And also said, I also learned that uh, the natural gifts of generators is their sense of creative genius. So every single generator, which makes us all different, is we have our own zone of genius. And to really hone in on that zone of genius. And, and that's really what's going to help us to drive forward in life. Like mm -hmm. I just said, it's about following what lights you up. Right. And I think that's for a long part of my life. I, I didn't know that I had a zone of genius and 
I was kind of just moving through life as it happened. Since I started my business, I've really started to understand, you know, what lights me up and how I can follow those passions. Now learning more about my human design, I understand that it's my zone of genius and there's a reason why it lights me up and there's a reason why my creative ideas are really centered around this zone of genius. So I, again, continue to support myself as I move forward with the idea of this is how my body's consciousness works and um, it will help me to make decisions moving forward. So something that I really learned about myself through this is, like I said, I'm a creative life force. So creative ideas always come to me, but that doesn't mean that I need to act on every single idea that comes to me. In the past, I would. I would just go and go and go and go, right? But the idea of generators, so you guys listening, if, if maybe you know that you're a generator, what we need to do to best support ourselves is to respond to the ideas that truly excite us. So if you have creative ideas coming through you, write it down, create a list. And then check back in with yourself like I do. I check back in with myself and I say, okay, do I want to take action on this right now? I check in with my body and I can ask my intuition, is this a yes or no, right? Or is this just a great idea and maybe it's not meant for me right now? Looking back on my life and especially through my business, I've definitely jumped on ideas and I've jumped on uh, creative pulls too early right? Before responding to them and actually figuring out, is this the right move for me? I just jumped, right? That messy action. I just jumped and it ended up fizzling out because it wasn't right for me. It wasn't in my zone of genius. So after the creative idea is slowly leaving my body, I am not as lit up. And so I don't have as much excitement moving forward on this idea. And then it just, as I said, fizzles out and I move on to a different idea. So what I've learned is in order to support myself in my decision-making process is to really connect to the ideas that are coming through me and respond to them. Is this something that truly excites me? Am I ready to start taking messy action on it right now? Or do I just need to write it down put it to the side and maybe come back to it later, right? So really pouring magic into what I do and, and what lights me up is what's going to help me to move forward. So um, I think really learning about that has really helped me to support myself in my business and just how I show up in my personal life as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I love how you explained that because that. I think is so important to, for people to know for, well, for a couple reasons. Well, number one, I think it was 35% of the population are generators. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, that's a pretty big percentage as a myself, I'm a mm -hmm. manifesting generator. That's only 32% of the population. So mm -hmm. I mean, on a spectrum, both of us together, we're like 60%. That means the other 20% they come from someone else. They come from something else. And I think projectors, if I'm not mistaken, are like 13 or a really small number. And then reflectors is even smaller than that. So yeah. I think just by knowing that you and I are like over general, half, yeah. Yeah. Over <laughs> half of the population. Mm -hmm. I think that this is where, um, a lot of what we're talking about will resonate. 
at least, you know, certain points of it. Cause like I said, we're all individual people that have our own, you know, things going on in, in our life. So some things will resonate mm-hmm. and some things won't. So I love that you were able to, to, um, to tap into that and figure out like what really works for you versus what doesn't. Right. And then I think that's mm-hmm. where knowing myself, like, well, funny enough, I know we've talked about this before in previous episodes, but I have this little, um, like this new chart I made where I have like word of the week, I have quarter of the month, monthly goal and self check-in. Well, I actually just changed this yesterday because I haven't been, I guess, inspired, I want to say to change it. So yesterday, my monthly goal I wrote down is to tap into my human design, funny enough. And my self check-in is to, these are more for like my defined sacral because what makes, um, a manifesting generator is to have your sacral defined, which is just basically the red square that you see in the middle of your graph. If it's white, that means it's not defined, which means you're probably not a manifesting generator or a generator. Um, side which note, is, do I'm you have, just interrupt. Wait, I have to ask you a question. You're like, wait, I have to ask you a question. <laughs> I was going to say, funny enough, my sacral center is defined, but I'm not a manifesting okay. generator. Yeah. Okay. Because I think with generators, you also do have a defined sacral. I think that's like a part of it. So yeah. I want to ask you if that is. Okay. So those of you that are listening that know your human design or don't know it and then are going to listen to this episode and then find their human chart and then figure it out later, this is where it's become relevant to you. So if you have a defined sacral, and this is something I'm learning about myself, is this is where we are so cool as human, like as humans, because we can literally ask ourselves yes or no questions and we will know the answer. You might not trust the answer, but you just know it. So straight up example, like, do you want to eat a hot dog today? No. Maybe it's, or maybe it's a, well, uh, if it's a, well, uh, that means it's a no. It just means it might not be a yes right now. Okay. I know that was like a straight up example for you, but when you ask yourself those easy questions, so like going back to my chart, this is my self check-in. So I ask myself yes or no questions. Like, do I want a glass of water? Yes or no. Do I want a glass of wine? Yes or no, right? Like I'm asking myself those questions so that way I can basically activate my sacral because sometimes that gut feeling, that's your sacral, <laughs> that gut feeling, it's you're not really sure what it is. Like you feel it should be something, but yet, your mind is like, well, no. Uh, uh. So by doing this exercise, it really helps you tap into that gut feeling. So another yeah. thing, and I think I that's to, really, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think that's really important for everyone to know. Like one of the questions you just asked yourself was, do I want a glass of wine? Your mind might jump in if you're a wine lover and be like, hell yes. Right. But that's not asking your sacral, right? That's mm-hmm. not what Ange is talking about. It's not asking yourself a question and listening to your mind. It's listening to your body, listening to that gut, right? Your sacral is in your gut. I've always referred to it as my intuition. And that's definitely part of it, right? I've always been deeply connected to my intuition and receiving these yes, no answers, which makes sense that my sacral is defined. Now it's not to say that if your sacral is not defined, you can't listen to your intuition. It just doesn't come as easily to you. So it's going to take more practice to really just start to understand it. But I really just wanted to make that distinction, guys, for those of you listening. It's not about listening to your mind because your mind is going to tell you whatever it wants to tell you, right? Like that Mm -hmm. glass of wine. 
like if you're a wine lover, you probably most likely will say yes, but your gut might be saying no because you've got all this other work that you need to do tomorrow. And if you have another glass of wine, you're going to be hungover, whatever, right? So I just wanted to point that out. No, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you pointing that out. And of course, I have to do another side note on this. So you said it's like listening to my intuition. Well, mm-hmm. this is where I want to talk about your your body graph for a second because it's so interesting because it's so different from mine. And on your body graph, if you like, if you look on it, the bottom left triangle, it's yeah. brown. Yours yeah. is defined. Mine is not. That right. is your like your actual intuition. Oh so yeah, when I see you. That. So when you talk about your intuition, you're like, I always felt like I was in tune with my, my, myself. That's because you have a defined, I can't remember the, the name, the spleen. name, of, spleen. Thank you. So if you have a defined spleen, so if it's colored, I think yep. all the graphs colors should be the same. So if it's brown and it's colored, that means brown. you have a very, you are very well in tune with your intuition. And so for you to have your sacral as well, it's like that much more of a reassurance that you can really trust your gut feeling. So when you get that full body tingle and you're like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, like hell yes to whatever answer or whatever question you just, um, answer like that is your intuition saying like, yep, this is the right thing to do. And then your sacral is like, yes, this is the right thing to do or no. Okay. Okay. So your sacral is more like just your body is telling you yes or no, but your spleen is the actual intuition. Okay. That's interesting. Yes. Yes. So for you, I think that's so interesting to see that because mine is completely open. It's undefined. So that means like, I, I don't really have an intuition, but I can kind of tap into it by tapping into other reliable energy sources, which for me would be my sacral for an example. Right. Because when I, when I was learning more about this, I, I learned that the undefined or open, the, the areas that are not colored in, it means that um, you can have intuitive gifts and reading energy from other people. Um, so I think that that's interesting that your spleen center is not defined because we talked about before how because my intuition is so strong, you'll get something that you think is your intuition. And then yes. you've referred to me and you said, you know, I, I kind of feel this and I'll either tell you like, yes, 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 you're on point. That's definitely what it is. Cause you're able to pick up almost my intuitive energy. Yes. Because mine is open and undefined. Yes. So yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Like if, if anybody, if you speak to anybody who has a defined center and yours isn't like specific to a center, doesn't matter which one you are just naturally yeah. going to gain their energy, which might feel like your own, right? but it's not your own. It's the energy that you're receiving from another being that has that defined sacral. Right. So like when you and I converse, I can really tap into my intuition because right. through your constant energy source, which is your, your intuition, your spleen center that I'm receiving. And I'm like able to formulate it my own, but how do I formulate it? My own is I ask myself yes or no questions in my mind. Like, okay, do I feel that, do I agree with Sydney? Yes. No. Then I'm like, okay, that means I do. And then I can go ahead and start talking a little bit more into it. So I'm fully more tapped into my intuition when I'm around you because your spleen is defined, which I think is so, so cool because yeah, I don't have a defined spleen, right? 
Well, and I think that's what's so interesting about your body graph and learning how, like what areas are not defined, what areas are open, and then interacting with other people, connecting with other people and seeing your relationships and seeing how they can help you with what they have defined. It's not only, like I said, about learning about your own body's consciousness consciousness for decision-making, but it's also about how you can show up in your relationships, whether it's work, personal, friendship, anything, and either work together as a team or have maybe, uh, I don't want to say a disagreement, but have tension because mm -hmm. you're not listening to your body's consciousness or you're not allowing the differences to flow together and work together as a team. Yeah. And you might feel like you need to disagree because you might feel unaligned. Like you just, something feels mm. off that you really do feel like you are butting heads and it's because you're tapping into their energy source and you're not trusting mm. yourself. And that's so mm -hmm. common for, for humans to have because just naturally we do butt heads with some people. Like you can't sit mm -hmm. here and say like, I don't butt heads with anybody. I get along with everybody. There's going to be one totally. person, whether it's like the smallest thing, you just might not fully get along. And that's not a bad thing. That's just mm -hmm. us as human beings. But knowing that I think is so important because we as humans are not, we're not in tune with our bodies. So this human design, it really helps you understand your body to like this whole other level. So that way, when you do get yourself into situations where you are feeling like you're butting heads, well, it, obviously it would be a bonus if you knew a little bit more about human design and, and, you know, like to figure out what, what you're butting heads about. But if you knew yourself, you knew your own body in terms of what's butting heads, like why you're butting heads. I know for me, if I was having a conversation with somebody, we're like butting heads. I have an open head and Ajna center, which is like the, the top part of your, your head, right? So if you're going to give me this information, I'm so willing to like hear everything because my head center isn't defined, meaning I can't. I like my thought process. I need to go through it a lot deeper um, because I can't just like formulate the answer like right off the bat. Like I can't formulate my own opinion right off the bat. I have to hear everybody else's opinion so I can then formulate my own. That doesn't make me bad or lesser than. It just means that I'm just literally shaped that way. So when I'm hearing this, and, I can and I ask think myself the yes or no question so that way I, I know, okay, like I'm on the right track this conversation of whoever I'm butting heads with, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was, I was going to say is knowing that those two centers are open for you. It just means that when you're in a conversation with someone else and you're needing to share your opinion or share your thoughts and perspectives, you are then able to open yourself up to forming your own, right? So when you're, when those two centers are open for you, and you know that they're open, you're going into a conversation with someone else, knowing that it takes you time to form your thoughts. It takes you time to form your opinions and to form your perspective. And not knowing this, like if you don't know your human design, if you don't know your body graph, and those aspects are open, you might be more frustrated at yourself because it feels like everyone else is shoving their opinions down your throat and you're struggling to just come up with your own. Like I know in my past, I've never wanted to share my opinion or share my thoughts in some instances because I don't want to be wrong. I don't want people mm -hmm. to not like me. But now that I know that those two centers are open for me, I know that it's just because it takes me time to form my opinion and I need to gather different perspectives and different thoughts and different opinions, take my time to form my opinion, and then I'll be ready to share it. And if someone disagrees with me, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean you're wrong or you're not, you're lesser than it just means that 
you, they just naturally disagree with you. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's so, so important to know that. So yes, going back to the self-check-in, I know we, we went off, a little off topic there for a sec, but I, I think it's very important that we did so that way we can really tie into everything. And the self-check-in for me, like, like I said earlier, my sacral is defined. So I have to ask myself those yes or no questions. And then two other questions I think are very important. It's funny enough, we actually did talk about this last episode is does this feel like an I should, or does it feel forced? So if you're feeling like, oh, I should do this, or I shouldn't do that, like that's, that's not you and your, in your proper energy because your sacral, it knows. Like if it's like a yes, like, yep, do this, then you'll do it. If it's feeling forced, like you're feeling like you, you're forced to do something, you're more likely to not get the bestest result you desire. And you're just going to feel off doing whatever that task is. So it's important to know that about yourself as well is understanding that and summarizing all of that on my self-checking list, I have trust my gut because my gut is never wrong. My gut is literally that feeling inside of my body to be like, yes, Ange, keep doing this or no, Ange, like that doesn't feel right. Hold back for a second. So yeah, I love that we kind of went a little bit all over the place, but it really helped us, I think, better understand like our spleen and our sacral as defined centers and know like just how each of us are different, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's really beneficial for sure. I'd be interested for those of you guys that are listening that maybe do know your human design. I'd be interested to hear like what, what you guys are, you know, if you're generators, yeah. if you're manifesting generators, you know, make sure you check us out on Instagram and, and comment and let us know because I don't know anyone who is uh what do you say the other ones are projector or reflector? Yeah. Or yeah. yeah I'd, or me manifesting generator. Right. Right. I, yeah, I would just be interested to know how they behave and how they're affected by it. Oh, absolutely. And, um, so when I got my reading, so I got a person, like an individualized reading, but I also got a relationship reading. So I went in this with Mm. my partner. So that way he got his reading, I got my reading. And then she read both of our charts together because what is so cool about this. And this is like, of course, where your, your chart, Sydney and my chart. Um, they also make sense of, about what I'm about to say. So when you are with somebody and it feels like they're your better half or they complete you, it's because like, this is where it's so literal that for me as a visualization person, it like blows my mind. So if you literally took my chart and your chart, Sydney, and literally put it on top of each other, you will see that there's like a bunch of lines that go to all the squares and the triangles and everything. If we were to put our, our charts on top of each other, it will look as if everything is, or almost everything is complete. So like, let's say you have a line that doesn't go all the way through to one square. I might have that other line that goes to the square or your spleen is open, sorry, closed. Mine is open. So when our charts are together, it looks like we are like a whole person. So like, right that meaning where, where it's like, you know, opposites attract or, um, my better half, like it literally makes sense into a human design perspective. And I want to talk about this for a second, because this is so freaking cool. How I learned this about my partners and eyes design is that like the instant, like the example I was just talking about, like about me having an open head and Ajna center that for Brandon, my partner is completely closed. So when we have this, like you know, very like heated discussions. That's because 
he's trying to just tell me like, this is it. He's already done like the whole problem solving thing. He's like, this is the answer. But for me, I'm like, I need to hear this perspective. I need to hear here. I need to hear here. I can't just hear yours. But because his is defined, it's, it's so much stronger when I speak to him. It's almost like I'm thinking exactly how he is thinking because his energy is like rubbing off onto mine because mine is open. So I'm, I'm in the place of receiving that energy. Right. Whereas his is, he doesn't need to receive anything. He's already got his. So it's so interesting to, to know that about ourselves. Yeah. So going back to how like opposites attract, that's where you can see on the graphs of two individual people and put them together. Like whether it was mine and my partners or yours and mine, Sid, like, like I said, like my intuition is so much stronger when I'm around you because yours is divine, mine's not. When I'm talking with Brandon, it makes a little bit more sense to like speak what's how I'm feeling because um, there's a, I don't, this is where I think it's the root center and the G center. If I'm not mistaken, it's like right underneath of Ajna. Yeah. Root and G oh, center. Okay. Um, no, it's a throat center is right underneath oh, Ajna center. and then the G center. Right. Okay. So it goes throat and then G. So yeah. my throat to my G, I have, um, like you'll have colored lines on your chart. So mine, mm-hmm. I have a black and a red line that don't go all the way to like, it goes from my G center. It goes from my G center to my throat. So it doesn't go all the way, but when mm-hmm. Brandon and I are together, he has a line the that goes all the way through. So that means oh. when I'm with him, I'm able to speak whatever is on my chest, like that heavy weight of feeling. I, I'm not able to verbalize that without him because when we are together, I am able to speak with what's on my chest. But it's funny because I do sometimes struggle with feeling all of these feelings and these emotions inside of me. And it's like, I have so many thoughts, but like nothing wants to come out. Like I can't say how I feel. Like I can't tell my opinion. I can't like share that feeling inside of me because that to me is not defined. So I have a harder time to speak, which is through your throat center. Cause that when it is defined for me, but the channels, which are like the line, the lines that connect everything, mm-hmm. Um, mine don't go all the way through. So when I'm with Brandon, I'm able to speak a little bit easier or when he's at least like generally in my presence. So that I know about myself. So looking at my chart now, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm wanting to speak about something that does have some sort of emotions related to it, how can I talk? How can I express myself in a way that is in alignment with my human design? And that is by my heart. My heart center is defined. And funny enough, I actually have a channel that goes right from my heart center all the way up to my throat center, which means Hmm. if I have a feeling that is dear to my heart, where I feel like I need to speak from my heart, I will have no Mm -hmm. problem talking about it. But if it's anything that I have to like form an opinion on that, it's not to me personally, that's where I would need Brandon's like energy to help me because he has that head and the Ajna center defined and he has that bridge, like the, the gap between what I don't have. So when I'm with him, I'm able to speak a little bit more about opinionated things. But when I'm not with him, what's best for me to speak is through my heart. So that is mm. so cool for me to know that because I have had certain topics and discussions where I'm like, damn, I have so much to say. I feel so much, but I don't even know like how to say it. And it's because I'm not Mm. speaking from my heart. It's not really coming from me. It's because it's coming from all those other thoughts and opinions that are kind of around me that I'm gathering. So that for me to know is I think very important um, to that. And 
how I said how that connection, your heart connects to your throat center. So some notes that I wrote down during my reading is the heart pushes to throat, meaning that when I do things that light me up, so when I'm doing work that lights me up, that means that is my heart being able to speak. So when I'm Mm. speaking from my heart, it's because I'm doing something that I just freaking love to my core, which means I love to my heart. Like I love, love doing it. So I have no problem sharing how passionate I am about doing this thing or the thoughts that came up when I went for a walk because I love to go for walks or when I was at the beach or when I was camping. Like you get what I'm saying? Like hearing all of this just makes so much more sense for me as an individual. And that way I can actually live more in alignment with with life like i i just know how to talk and respond right like it's just so cool totally it brings me back to our last episode where you were sharing a lot about your camping trip and how you had that conversation by the campfire so effortlessly and then you got back home remember we talked about the wall of negativity and yes. there's kind of some frustrations in your conversation to me the way you just explained your human design i see that as while you were camping you were doing something that you loved right you, your heart center so speaking through your throat was so much easier because you were already in a state of love and experiencing something that you're passionate about. Whereas the moment you came home, that heart center, you weren't able to speak through your heart center, right? So Mm -hmm. it became more difficult to, to use your throat center. So that's really interesting. Oh, absolutely. And that goes back to my self check-in is trust my gut. So if I'm feeling a little off, like I walk that wall of negativity, well, what energy sources on my human design, what is defined so I can tap into that to find out how to trust my gut. Cause I know my heart, I trust my heart. It's defined and it's definitely defined, um, like closed off to my throat, right? Like it pushes to my throat. So if I know that about myself, then I need to ask my, myself, my, like my sacral. Yes or no questions. Okay. Do I feel like an angerful or like a bitter emotion? Yes or no? Yes. Okay, cool. Now I need to go into that direction. Start asking myself like, okay, am I feeling this way? Yes or no. Now keep in mind, like when I'm asking myself these questions, it can't be like, well, do you think it's because of this or because of that? It has to be straight up yes or no, or else like my mind is going to come in. Like how you were saying earlier, my mind's going to start rationalizing the question I just asked and it's going to come up with its own answer, but that's not my sacrum talking. That's not my gut. Mm -hmm. So I love how, I love how you, you tied in last episode to that because absolutely, um, for, for me to, you know, really tap into what feels good is I have to ask myself other questions because that wall of negativity hit me. So where can I find, you know, energy that's always there. So I oh, yeah. love that. I love that. <laughs> and I think that's really interesting the way that you're explaining all that, because like, I know you as an emotional person and when you're in those difficult emotions, you do struggle in, in sharing your thoughts and communicating with someone else. Cause those emotions are weighing on you. So the fact that you've been mm-hmm. able to break it down and you can ask your sacral, like what emotion am I feeling? Obviously it's not like that. It's gotta be a yes or no question. So like you just said, am I feeling a sense of resentment? Am I feeling angry? Right and really figuring out what exactly you're feeling. And then through whatever, however your sacral responds, you can then pull together, how am I going to move forward? Exactly. This is how I feel. So now that I've actually uncovered the emotion that I'm feeling, I can start to create an opinion and create thoughts around that and maybe why I'm feeling this way. And then I can communicate myself a little bit more clearly with the person that I'm needing to communicate with. 
Absolutely. And I love how you brought in emotions because I totally wanted to switch gears here for a second. Now, part of our, our human design, this is where I'm going to switch gears, is about having a specific authority. So I'm a manifesting generator with an emotional authority. So I have a feeling that you are also an emotional authority. I don't know if you have a chart in front of there, in front of you there. Uh, so it says, is it your inner authority? Yes. Mine says decision-making. Oh, interesting. I totally thought you would have been an emotional authority. So that means like through decision-making, that's how, that's just like how you, that's how you live is by making decisions. So like you tapping into your intuition is you making decisions based on what you feel is right. But for me, I'm an emotional authority. So that means there are going to be so many times in my life where I'm going to have this like moodiness feeling because my life is like a huge roller coaster of emotions. So I get through these emotional waves where I'm just feeling like I'm riding the top of the wave. I'm like, yeah, man, like life is freaking awesome. Like I'm feeling good. And there are other times where it feels like I'm depressed. Like I can't get out of bed. I feel like I'm, this weight is like, Oh, like I just feel like just not living today, you know, not every day. Just in that moment, I just don't feel like just being. So knowing that as being an emotional authority for me, I think is so important because that means I need to trust to ride the wave because I'm going to have those ups mm. and those downs in my life. So I know that. So that means when I'm feeling down, I need to trust myself that I'm feeling down right now. And I need to let myself feel the freaking emotion because when you're feeling like so excited, you want to celebrate that. You want to share, you want to tell like, Hey, I'm feeling so happy today. Like you're just in a good mood. Like you're going to be in that sharing environment. Right. But being in an emotional authority and being in that like down part of the wave, you don't want to share anything because you don't want to feel that. So you're more inclined to like suppress those feelings, all those bad quote unquote feelings with something else. Like maybe it's coping with alcohol. Maybe it's coping with drugs. Maybe it's something to just literally numb the pain. Watch binge flicks, binge flicks. That's hilarious. <laughs> binge watch Netflix <laughs> is what I was trying to say. <laughs> it really watch should be binge, called binge, binge flicks. flicks. Seriously. Totally. <laughs> called that. Um, but yeah, so like knowing that about myself, when I am feeling in that depressive state or I'm not feeling so hot, I need to know that that's just me going through an emotional wave and I need to find ways to tap into my energy. How can I do that? Well, I have the list of things that I love to do because my heart pushes to my throat, as I explained earlier. So if I'm doing things that light me the frig up, I'm going to immediately start saying like, oh, I feel better. That's my throat speaking. Oh, I feel better because my heart feels better because I'm doing the things that I love. So if, because I know about that, about myself, now I can give myself the grace and the time to literally feel the emotion because I'm just feeling low energy right now. I'm just going through an emotional wave. And another thing that I learned about this is I cannot like can freaking not attach myself to those emotions. So what that means is I'm going through an emotion. Not, oh, like I am depressed. I am sad. It's no, right now I'm going through an emotional wave of sadness and depression. I am not myself a sad or depressed person. I am just currently feeling this emotion. I know that might sound the same, but I, I really want to make sure that I can explain that difference that if I'm attaching myself to how I feel, 
then I'm going to feel off because it's just, it's just an emotional wave. It's just an emotion I'm currently experiencing. It's not me as a person. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Totally. That totally makes sense. And I think that that's important for everyone to know, not mm-hmm. just people who, where their, their authority is, uh, or they have emotional authority. I think it's just so important to know that you are not your emotions. You are just experiencing your emotions and how can you flow through them a little bit easier? Because we exactly. do experience emotions and I fully believe that your emotions teach you about yourself right? It's like what you were saying earlier when you're asking yourself, you know, am I feeling resentful? Am I feeling angry? Right? Again, you are not angry. You are feeling angry. And what can you uncover about that feeling? Why has that feeling occurred? Where is that feeling pointing you? Like what direction are you supposed to be taking? How are you supposed to be moving forward in the relationship or the situation that made you feel angry. So I think that's so important is that idea of flowing through your emotions and constantly reminding yourself that you are not that emotion. So it makes sense that that is your authority because like I said earlier, a very emotional person as I am. So oh, wait, I do 100%. Not, anyone listening, anyone listening, if you're an emotional person, this is not a downfall. I think being an emotional person is one of our superpowers because it means that we're willing to experience life as it's happening, no matter how it's happening. Right. But I just find that it's interesting that that's your authority because it is literally a reminder to you to allow your emotions to flow. Right. And, and I don't know, can you explain the authority a little bit further? I'm trying to understand it a little bit more, but what, so yeah, just break it down. Like what, I don't know if you know the differences between the different authorities, but like, what does your authority mean? Yeah. So I I love that you asked this because I, I had a feeling you might have gotten a little bit confused. I'm still currently trying to figure out this part on my own. But what I can 100% point out about how you just kind of re-explained what I explained, that was your decision, um, decision-making authority talking. You said, well, how are you going to get through the emotion? How are you going to do that? You're like the step-by-step process. Yeah. <laughs> That's why it doesn't make sense to you. You're like, what the fuck? Like, what's the step? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's well, not it's a matter of, of finding steps. It's just a matter of literally knowing that all that's happening in my, in my life is just an emotional wave. And for you, it's okay. Well, what steps are you going to take when you feel an emotion? Right? Like, which makes sense to me now, because like I, earlier I was talking about zone of genius and I fully believe that one of my zone of geniuses is emotions and helping people learn through their emotions. It's like everything that I just said, you are not your emotion. You have emotions and you experience emotions. So what can you learn about yourself through your emotion? So it is interesting that, you know, you originally thought my authority was emotions, but it's not, it's decision-making because I can help people uncover what their emotions are trying to teach them through the step-by-step decision-making process. And so I was reading a little bit further while you're chatting and it says, uh, by experimenting with your strategy and inner authority. So by experimenting with your authority, you begin to align yourself to who you are and the world around you, launching an insightful journey of discovery. So the fact that your emotional authority, you are aligning yourself with your emotions and understanding the world around you through this insightful journey by 
flowing through your emotions. Exactly. Whereas I do that through decision-making. Yes. Right. And, and your inner authority is emotions because your solar plexus is defined. Yes. Right? My, my solar yes. plexus is open, which is really right. interesting that my solar plexus is open because when it's open and undefined, it means that you pick up other people's whatever their energy is in that specific center. Uh -huh. So it makes sense that my emotional center is open because I pick up and I can understand other people's emotions so much deeper, which makes sense that it's my zone of genius and yeah, that's how I want to help people. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's how, how I want to help people is, is through that emotional um, step by way, step through process. their moods, through their feelings with that. Right. Exactly. Because my sacral is my sacral center is defined. So that's what means my decision-making is my authority. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, I love so, this. so interesting. Isn't this just so cool? Like it's all these like little light bulbs and it's, it, there's so much, like, I don't know how, uh, I think we're about halfway through this podcast, maybe even like more than that, but there is just so much to freaking learn that we couldn't even sit here and talk about everything. That's why I think it's so important just to talk about what we know right now, because yeah. what we know right now is where we can start asking ourselves the questions. Okay. Well then that means where can I focus my attention on? Like for you, you said, well, what is, what is your authority? Like, how did you know that? And you had to look on your chart. So now it, correct me if I'm wrong, you're probably going to be researching a little bit more about your decision-making authority. So that way you can feel more in alignment with how to live because knowing your authority, it really allows you to, to figure out the right steps. I want to say like, for me, it's to follow the emotional wave, right? And for you, it's to figure out how to get out of the wave. I can't ask myself, how am I getting out of this? I just have to flow through it and accept it that it's just an emotion. And you know what? And that's, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut yeah, yeah. you off again. That's really interesting because the way that you just explained that makes so much sense. Because if I go back to my mental breakdown and and how I felt in that moment, right? I could not just ride the wave of the emotions because I knew that they would be recurring. I needed to make a decision in order to figure out how I can best move forward, right? And it wasn't until I had that decision that then I was like, okay, now I can ride the wave through these emotions because I have a decision and I know how I'm, how I'm going to move forward through this. So that is, wow, like I didn't know this. And now just through this conversation, I'm uncovering it. And I just think that that, that makes so much sense in my life when I'm experiencing well, a certain emotion. I need to figure out what, and not even just a certain emotion, but when I have a thought, when I have a feeling, when my intuition is pulling me in a certain direction, I need to make a decision in that moment and then mm -hmm. take action, right? Being a generator, it's all about taking messy action. So once I have a decision, then I take that messy action and I just go for it, however it leads me. Absolutely. And if you are an emotional authority, if you know that you have an emotional authority, this is where it may correlate to you, even though you're not an emotional authority. So I asked this to uh, Libby, who was the one that did my human design reading. I said, okay, well, how do we make decisions then? Because like, if we're an emotional authority, like how am I supposed to make decisions? You know how to make right. decisions. You tap into your intuition. For me, right. how the hell do I do it? And you know what she said? 
She says, use your body's awareness instead of your mind. Well, uh, that makes sense. You want to feel, right? You want to feel like you're doing the right thing. So she says, wait 24 to 48 hours to respond to find where your energy is. And keep in mind that when you're low in energy, it's going to be a lot harder to make decisions. So do not make decisions when you are in low energy. Wow. So, and that's, why, that's for emotional authority. That is for emotional authority, but absolutely this could make sense. Like to you, you're probably like, yeah, that generally makes sense. Right. Right, So what I asked you, what your, um, your authority was, or sorry, your strategy was. So for me is to respond. And that's why I have to wait 24 to 48 hours to respond. Because when an idea comes to my mind, this is where like the generator side of me is coming in and the manifesting, like if I'm manifesting an idea and it comes to me, I can't do something right away on it. I do have to wait to respond because if I do something right away, that's my mind taking over and it's taking over the impulsiveness of the decision. So I need to make sure that I'm waiting to respond to then make a decision. Now your, um, I'm wanting to say authority, right? Authority. My strategy. Strategy. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Your strategy. (laughs) Um, your strategy is to live life, right? That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know how you said a couple episodes ago, I love going out for walks. Like I always feel more in my element. I feel more in nature. That's because that's you literally living your life. You love to do that. So when you are out living and enjoying the things that you love, guess what's going to come to you? All those ideas because you are in your element. You are in you are you Sydney. Like when you are doing the things that you love, love, love to do when you're living, all the generating ideas are going to flow through you endlessly because that is your never ending source of energy. So if you know that about yourself and you're feeling low energy, let's say, use that and just be like, cool, I'm just going to go out for a walk in straight up nature with Poseidon and generate those ideas. Or I can sit here and reflect like whatever that means. So that's what that means. It's you live life and you will generate whatever it is. So isn't that so cool? (laughs) <laughs> That's so cool. And it, t- it totally makes sense. Exactly what you're saying. You know, my thoughts, my creative ideas, they literally do come to me more easily when I am living life. If I sit at my desk and I say, okay, what, what ideas are going to come forward? Then I'm not going to have ideas that come forward. Right. Whereas if I'm doing the things that make me happy, if I'm doing a guided meditation, if I'm doing a card reading for myself, if I'm having a conversation with someone, if I'm out for a walk, if I'm on an adventure, whatever, if I'm just living my life, that's when the creative ideas flow through me, which makes sense to why I desire to just live life so much and not get caught up in the, well, I have to do this because it's on my to-do list and I have to do that because society told me to, right? I just want to live forced. Yeah. I just want to be in the present moment. I just want to create adventure. I just want to live life And that's what it allows me to not only be inspired, but also to uh, gain these creative ideas and to have experiences that then inspire my creative ideas. So that is so interesting. Now, what is, did you learn, I'm looking at my body graph right now. Did you learn anything about conditioning? Do you know what that means? Because I don't. Does it say what, what's beside conditioning? The power of Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. Well, what's yours? The power of the not self mind. Oh, okay. I think that your conditioning is your not self theme. 
Oh, okay. So does it, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it says, it says human design system calls the not self. Okay, so I, I might be wrong on this, but I do know that this is also a part of your human design is you need to know what your not self theme is. It should say that right. somewhere on, on your chart, My, is it? Mine says the power of the not self mind conditioning. Is that what that is? Maybe that's your not self theme. I, I see, I could be wrong on that, but I'll talk about my not self theme. Cause I, I know that, um, it's, Oh, is it should uh -huh. be one word if I'm not mistaken. It would mine be then conditioning. I don't know. I'm going to have to, I don't, I don't know now. I'd have to look okay. at, maybe, uh, maybe it's just, yeah, cause I'm looking at look every, I'm looking at every single one of my centers that's open and all of them say not self theme. And then it has a sentence. So like, for instance, my head center, the not self theme is thinking about things that don't matter. Okay. So maybe, yes, but there's something, um, where it actually does tell you, and I'm trying to like, pull up my graph right now but I might not be able to but I do know that um it might it might be your not self theme because you have not self themes in all centers With that are undefined open yeah yeah, yeah you do but like your general not self theme like I'll, I'll see if I can if I can find it really quick but um what that means for me if, if I'm in my not self theme is whenever I'm frustrated that is when I'm going to be doing things that just don't feel good. Like that's where my gut just going to feel off and I'm just going to feel like just freaking weird. So I have to make sure that I don't ever feel frustrated. And when I am feeling aligned, that's when I'm satisfied. Oh yeah. Okay. So when I was learning more about mine, that's the same for me, the non-self, it says frustrated. So I'm working so hard and I'm not getting what I desire, or I'm putting in the effort and, and, uh, not getting results. And then my signature is satisfaction. So that, yes. it, it looks like is the same for us. Yeah. I think that's the same. I just might be getting mistaken on the name. Cause like I said, I'm still learning. This is all so new to me. Um, but I've learned enough about myself. And then of course my partner, he's a projector. So I've learned a lot more about projectors. I work with projectors and then you're a generator. So like I know three of the human designs decently enough ish. Mm. I want to say that I, that I do feel comfortable talking about it. I just think it's, yeah, really interesting to learn more about this and to it. Like for me, I've always been into astrology and learning more about my birth chart in regards to like astrological signs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I think your body graph and human design is just another one of these tools that you can use to learn more about yourself. Right. And we've talked about the Enneagram and how we're both twos. So that's another tool that you can use to learn more about yourself and human design um, in specific is centered around your body's consciousness to help you in making decisions moving forward. So I love that we were able to learn a little bit more about ourselves in this, explain to everyone listening how we've learned about ourselves and how we can better support ourselves moving forward. And I hope those of you guys listening, maybe it's inspired you to learn a little bit more 
about your human design and how you show up in the world and, and your body's consciousness so you can continue to make decisions to support you in the best way possible, whether it's on a personal level or even in your relationships and how you show up in connecting with others and communicating with others. Uh, so I love this. I think it is a great thing to learn more about. And who knows, maybe in the future we can come back after we gain more information, or maybe we can bring somebody on who's a different uh, human design than both of us to, to bring in their own perspectives of how they've learned through their own lives. Oh, I love where this is going. Absolutely. And you know what? I just kind of going, doing my own research, of course, as we're still talking, I was just able to pull up a graph that explained everything like where all of the centers are so i think it's going to be something that we're going to be posting on our instagram so that way those of you that are opening up human design for the first time you can understand like what each center means a little bit more like for example the spleen where i talked to you about that spleen center that means that's mm -hmm. your intuition or the sacral where mm -hmm. i ask myself yes or no questions that's life force. That's that like literal feeling you feel. So we're, we're going to share this photo. Um, again, we just got this off of Google, so we'll make sure we put our, our sources there. But uh, yeah, I think on this note, because we did talk a lot about human design. I know it was very specific to our lives because like I said, we're no experts here, but we are so interested in it that we're wanting to know a little bit more about it. So I think um, it might be a good time to jump into a card reading. What do you think instead? Yeah, I think that that's a great idea. And, and like I was saying, like, I hope this gives everyone a chance to maybe learn a little bit more about us and see how we're learning about ourselves on our own journey to inspire you to learn a little bit more about yourself on your own journey. So I think that's a great time to bring in a card reading as you guys can probably hear me already shuffling. I'm going to give this deck a nice little shuffle and just ask if, if there's anything else that we need to know right now, if there's any guidance or direction that those of us listening to this episode, whenever you're listening to this episode, what do we need to hear right now? What is some guidance and direction for our lives at this moment? Okay. So we've got a couple cards that have thrown over now. So the first one that we're receiving is Druid and it says hold the space. And I think that this is a really important card to receive right now. It both again on a personal level, but in our connections, in our relationships with other people. And what hold the space means is literally just giving yourself that space, giving yourself that time and energy to process, to understand, to flow, right? So again, whether it's personal or it's other people, right? Ange was saying she needs to flow through her emotions, right? So I think this card, what it's telling us is hold the space, honor yourself as you are, learn about yourself and how you can show up to be better. How can you support yourself in life? So hold space for yourself at this time. And as I said, there's a couple cards that popped over. So the next one is Traveler, move in a new direction. I really always like when this card comes forward because it can be physical, like externally moving in a new direction, or it can be internally. And through this entire conversation, we have moved in a new direction internally because we are choosing to learn more about ourselves internally, which is only going to help us show up in life better, show up in life uh, 
understanding ourselves from a new perspective so we can support ourselves to grow and to share more with our communities, in our relationships, and just as ourselves. So we're being guided right now to move in a new direction. Again, maybe this is externally. Maybe you're being guided to go on a trip. Maybe you are being guided to move. You've been thinking about moving and taking that next step. Or maybe it's internal. Move in a new direction. Learn more about yourself. So two beautiful cards uh, that are coming forward today, this week, to guide us. Oh, those were perfect cards this week because I think it it really ties into, you know, holding space for ourselves, like you said, but then also uncovering a little bit more about ourselves. So it's like we're giving ourselves, yes. you know, the grace to understand our bodies a little bit more in depth. And I think that's, those are great cards pulled today. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. And of course, your intuitive um, guidance because we all know that you have that defined intuition, like you are always going to know to say the right words at the right time because that's you. That's just all you. I so, trust. Exactly. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. And I hope that everybody listening, this really did open your eyes to, of course, you know, we love this word, hear another perspective on understanding yourself a little bit more in tune. So that way you can become you can live a little bit more in alignment. So let's take those messages that Cindy has given us and let's take some of the information that resonated with us today and let's just go ahead and leave the rest. Do your own research on your body graph. As we said earlier, you can just type in bodygraph.com and it will literally bring you to a website where all you gotta do is plug in your birthplace, your time of birth, and of course where, uh, or sorry, the day that you were born, okay? so. Let's take all that information, put it in, impl uh, implement it into our life and let's just have the bestest week ever. And we are just so, so excited for you guys to do your own research on this. And we just cannot wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye everyone.